right welcome everyone tonight welcome my dear brother nice to have you connect uh, this evening what a special welcome everyone tonight uh, thank you for connecting with us well this is uh, the Potter's Gate online broadcast um, for a while now we have been doing our training teaching amen or upgrade if you will on um, developing you know the, the you know the spirit of the prophetic in terms of empowering you know our leadership capacity right so uh, we've been looking at some very important principles that basically to to lay foundation for us in terms of how to grow and develop in what is called amen the prophetic spirit of course our end goal is to be able to walk into what is called the prophetic office or the prophetic uh, um gift but before we get into that, I've been dealing with some very fund fundamental principles on how you meant to step in, how to walk in, how to connect, how to locate what is termed as, you know, a prophetic spirit. I believe that everyone, I mean, to a certain degree, carries I mean, a prophetic spirit and the, the, the <clears throat> excuse me, the ability to able to develop that and 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 be able to function within that you know prophetic you know spirit allow us to step into the right spiritual uh, uh, framework of what allow us to begin to function in the gifting so i don't want to focus you know on, on the giftings I, I i i'm basically still pushing that aside i want us to lay the spiritual foundation that allows us to understand what a prophetic spirit is all right how do we begin to locate our prophetic spirit and how do we grow in that because when we grow in what you know we define to be a prophetic spirit which of course are you know part of the default nature the default character amen first of our creation all right of our creativity and of course you know uh, the, the the culture of what we what we, what we can define as the kingdom life all right the kingdom is a spiritual you know concept of existence the kingdom itself is spiritual so anything that deals with you know the kingdom of god or the things of god amen they are spiritual by nature and, and that means that if they're spiritual that means that they have a prophetic flair they have a prophetic con, you know connotation they have a prophetic you know uh, uh, um, expression and therefore, if we understand that, then that basically eliminates a lot of deception and, and you know, extra biblical, you know, a, a practice that we're seeing today. Like I've said in some of our, uh, our engagements, some of the trainings that we've done is that one of the reasons why we have a lot of, you know, misrepresentation, uh, particularly from those who are into so-called the prophetic one of the reasons why we see a lot of lies and falsehood and misrepresentation is because one, those people really do not have a solid understanding, amen, of biblical truth. Secondly, those people sitting and listening to them, they themselves do not have, amen, an engagement with the word of God. They don't have an experience, amen, with the things of God. All right. Therefore, it is very difficult for them to really, you know, look at what others are doing or what these so-called men of God are doing and say, but wait a minute, this is not right. All right. So it is it is I think it is a responsibility of those who are giving amen the, the you know the, the 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 core the nature amen or you know the, if you will the ministry of 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 developing the body of Christ of developing the church amen to go back to some of this cardinal spiritual foundation and begin to relay 
Amen. What we will term, amen, as the precise, accurate way of spiritual development. And that's what I've been doing for a while, basically, just to help us to, you know, to make sense. Excuse me. <clears throat> just to help us to make sense of how, amen, to navigate our spiritual, our spiritual growth, our spiritual development. And we've been looking at some, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been looking at some very important scripture that I believe are laying for us. In fact, that I've laid for us some very good, you know, a, a spiritual foundation. In fact, I remember talking about, you know, the idea of building, having, having a footing, amen, that our foundation can be built on because we can build, we can build truth on a, on a wrong foundation, amen, on a, a misinformed foundation. All right, somebody can 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 be genuine, you know, can be genuine to a certain degree. Somebody can be sincere, but your sincerity is still built on lie. All right, still built on lies. Someone can be sincere. I've met a lot of sincerely wrong people. There are certain people who uses, all right, you know, they know that what they're talking about, what they're doing is wrong, all right, and they don't mind. You know, they 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 deliberately deceive people, and yet there are those, all right, who. All, the, all they're doing is what they've received, was all they know, you know, and that's why I keep saying the environment, all right, that we grow up just in the natural form, the environment that anyone grows up, all right, shapes the worldview of such a person. All right. If all you've known all your life, amen, is is a is a is a wall, amen, of a community, of a society, all right. That basic that that wall defines your world. That's how you're gonna see. You're gonna see life through that prism, all right. And that's the reality of so many people today in the church. Somebody who grew up from certain religious background, all right, and they and they talk about you know the prophetic or they talk about the apostolic or they talk about the pastoral ministry. How do you think they are going to, you know, uh, uh, express or, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, present, you know, their, their ideology of the prophetic? Of course, it's to be from that environment, all right, that shaped their world. So our, our, our life, amen, is shaped by the environment we, we you know, we, we grow up, all right? The same, amen, can be said of our spiritual life, amen, the spiritual community, the spiritual environment that we grow up, the people that influences our life, amen, the kind of, you know, our, our understanding all right, that shape our world amen the, the the dogma the doctrines all right that defines how we how we grew up the people we were exposed to all of that plays a major role amen in shaping and defining and determining how we we define things how we look at things how we connect to things amen and, and, and that's something that I've continually, you know, see in the body of Christ, even among the people today who are in the frontline prophetic ministry. I have seen and I've talked about that, you know, to a large degree that many of, you know, the prophets from certain parts of the world, particularly from United States of America, you will see that their concept of the prophetic, which most time, amen, is, is solid in terms of the scripture. But as they use that prophetic gift, amen, it is it is done in the lens of their society all right now that's that's an error you 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 cannot you cannot define the prophetic based on the the, the, the narrative of your environment you, you cannot you cannot limit amen what god amen is doing or what the spirit of god amen is saying or look at it or interpret it amen from the narrow view amen of of who you are where you come from or the environment amen you you grow up no matter how wonderful no matter how 
you know, prosperous, how, you know, excellent that environment is, all right? God, God's concept of dealing, amen, is always broad. It's from that broad dimension of God that we are able to filter down into the nitty-gritty, into the little aspect of life. Not from the little aspect, then you begin to want to address the broad things of the Spirit. It's not going to work. All right, I've, 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 I've met, I've read, amen, a lot of material that we, I mean, you know, this person has a, you know, solid foundation in the word of God, but that person's worldview, that person's understanding, that person's t intake, amen, that person's interpretation, that person's orientation, amen, about the things of God vis-a-vis -vis the kingdom of God, amen, has been narrowed down, all right, to certain, you know, uh, uh, you know, myopic belief system. And that is what is, in fact, hindering a lot of people today, all right, from the things of God. Just like there are a lot of people today who are going back to, for example, to, to Judaism. A lot of people are going back to Judaism and they're trying to interpret the things of God, amen, from a, from a, 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 you know, from a Jewish perspective, all right? And, and, and that itself, okay, is very divisive, all right? To think that everything that God did, the entire concept of human redemption, salvation, and all of that, amen, is streamlined down to the Jewish race and, you know, to the, you know, Jewish culture and to how, you know, the Jewish people, amen, how God deal with the Jewish people. I mean, that itself would be disingenuous to the things of the Spirit because God is bigger and broader than all all of these little, you know, clusters that we, you know, that we tend to want to, you know, define and operate the things of God. And this is why we talk about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is bigger, amen, and larger than our dogma, than our ideology, than our theology, amen, than our belief system. Many of the, in fact, you notice that some of the books, some, even some of the commentaries that we have, all right, in, in some of the Bibles, amen, they, 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 are, they are very narrow in terms of, you know, interpretation and, and expansion. Why? Because the person who, who wrote that, you know, a, a, a commentary, all right, of course, came from, you know, a background, came from an environment. And I'm talking about a, a, a spiritual religious background, all right, and whatever background, amen, that, 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 that impacts or influences our, you know, our spiritual perspective. Of course, we define how we look at things, and that's why it's important, amen, that we, we, we don't get to be limited. No matter how we understand certain things, we've got to understand that it's a part. We know in part, and therefore we prophesy in part. That's scripture. That's scripture. We know in part, and therefore we prophesy in part, all right? But by the time we begin to allow the Spirit of God, because that is, I think that's that's where we start from, allowing the Spirit of God, amen, to take the part of others, all right? There are parts God has placed in others, and when I mean when I mean part in others, I'm not talking about parts that are extra biblical. I'm not talking about parts, all right, that, that are from different source. I'm not talking about parts, all right, that are from other religion or from other culture and ideology, like they're trying to do today in, you know, the war system. They're trying to bring the part of, you know, the Islam. They're trying to bring the part of, you know, uh, uh, Confucius. They're trying to bring the part of, you know, uh, uh, Buddhism and bring the part of, you know, Christianity and merge all together and they want to have what they call you know a world religion that's not what i'm talking about all right that's not going to work 
You understand? Those who are doing that are already captured by the enemy. It's part of the program of, of the devil, amen, to use the idea of seeking for peace, amen, to bring people to compromise. You know, our call is not to compromise, all right? We want to work with people. We want to we want to show love and solidarity. We want to, we want to be able to minister to people in community. But when it comes to the values and the operation that defines our spirituality, amen, it has to be source only, amen, from Christ. Christ is the perfect example. That's why I read, I took the time two days ago, yeah, to, 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 you know, to read, you know, Colossians, Colossians chapter one, you know, 15 there about beautiful scripture, beautiful scripture. And then we also read, you know, uh, um, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one. All right. In the past, God spoke, amen, to our fathers through the prophets. In the past, God spoke to our fathers. That is, that's an entire order, amen, of, you know, of, 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 of God's concept of relating to man. That in the past, they, there's a way God spoke. There's a way God communicate. There's a way God commune, amen, with, with earth, amen, through a group of people called prophets. All right? And, and, and the idea and the concept, amen, of that prophetic life, that prophetic, you know, interaction is totally different from the New Testament concept of a prophet. Therefore, if you want to define and, you know, and, and understand who a prophet is, you cannot begin to, you know, uh, uh, study Jeremiah or study, you know, uh, 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 Isaiah or study, you know, Hosea or study, you know, you know, Ezekiel as much as those people, amen, carry a powerful prophetic amen sound prophetic message yet amen they are not the definition of what leads us to identifying amen or really getting to know amen what you would term as an ascended prophetic ministry if we want to define pr the prophetic ministry or the prophetic gift amen we have to come to the new testament and beyond just looking at the new testament we have to look into the life of a man because jesus christ is the only pattern son that mirrors for us to us amen what amen the prophetic ministry and the prophetic life is he's the one that defines to us what an apostolic ministry is he's the one that defines to us what amen a shepherd pastoral ministry is he's the one that reveals to us what is called the ministry of the rabbi he's the teacher you understand the ability to go out amen and and and, and reach into society and community and change life with the minister of an evangelist he is the perfect evangelist and that's what the Bible says, when he ascended on high, amen, when he ascended on high, I want to repeat it again, when he ascended on high, you will notice, amen, that the ministry, the ability to function in ministry did not begin. The grace and the gift to function, amen, in the fivefold ministry did not begin until the ascension of Jesus, or better say, let me put it this way, until you know, the death, amen, the burial, amen, the, the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, because those are not just some historic experience. Those are powerful spiritual principle that speaks to us in regards to how to grow and develop and come into the concept of spiritual operation. It has to be from, amen, from death. It has to be, amen, from barrier. It has to go, amen, into resurrection. And then we have to begin to come into the place of ascension. It is from the dimension of ascension that we can begin to relate to the things of God, amen. And, and, and from there that we can begin to operate in the things of God. So all this 
this, you know, basic foundational, you know, principles that we ought to have been taught in our discipleship, you know, uh, 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 school are the things that we are looking back to, amen, at least to help us to have a solid spiritual foundation so that we don't, we don't have amen, a myopic concept or approach to the things of God, all right? We don't see men walking like trees. We want to have clear prophetic sight. They had to ask Jeremiah after they have called him and initiated him into ministry. They say, what do you see? That's very important, all right? Because you can see and see wrongly, amen? You can perceive and perceive wrongly, amen? You can hear and not hear right, all right? Yes, <laughs> we, we read about Samuel. God was calling him, amen? Three times the Lord called him. He kept running to, you know, his, 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 his natural abode. He, he kept running back to, amen, that environment that had shaped his, 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 his you know, his, his, his ears, amen. He kept going back to that which had, had formed, amen, his, his understanding about the things of the Spirit called Eli. Eli was the, was the schoolmaster of Samuel, amen. So, so all of that, amen, speaks to us that, you know, if we're going to grow in the things of God, we cannot build spiritual, you know, spiritual things, amen, on, on, on a presumptive, assumptive foundation. We cannot build the things of the Spirit, particularly when it comes to the prophetic. You know, that is one ministry that we have to minimize. We have to minimize mistakes. The, 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 the ministry of the prophetic is, it's, it's so, it's so sensitive, all right, that we cannot afford, hallelujah, to play around, to mess up with the things of the spirit. We cannot, because the things, particularly the prophetic, deals with handling, very sensitive. You know, when government says, when they say, you know, this thing is, you know, is classified, <laughs> when they say this thing is very sensitive, it's classified, you know, you work in a particular office, maybe one of those intelligent offices. All right, you. I mean, you are working in the same office. Therefore, still there are certain information that you are not privileged to because it's classified. That's the prophetic for you. That's the prophetic for you. Amen. Certain things about God, about the things of God, are classified. So if 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 you if you if they're gonna allow you into those things, if you're gonna if they're gonna allow you to to you know to see and to handle those things, amen. You have, you have you have you have to be vent several times. You have to be you have to be you know you have to go through all kinds of screening. That's why you know the enemy today are so chipping and so you know useless the things of you know of the of the of the spirit particularly the prophetic and that's why people like me we want to reclaim back amen the sacredness of the prophetic all right so and that's why i'm saying it's not just about you know talking about the prophetic no we have to understand where this thing initiates from we have to understand the beginning amen we have to understand the footing of this thing we have to understand where we're coming from everything about the spirit of god amen can be traced you can trace the journey you can trace amen where that thing is coming from all right so we don't want to assume or presume and find ourselves amen in in a situation where we make you know the mistakes that people have made in the past you know you can walk in the prophetic to certain degree that you begin to you know you you begin to assume certain dimensions all right that 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 begins to challenge even you know the, the authority of god because you think suddenly you you are walking in this dimension of revelation <laughs> all right there is no revelation greater amen than the framework of what defines the man jesus christ there are a lot of people in time past who've made that mistake we've read about great great prophets all right whose whose ministry were cut short because they stepped out of line 
because they, some of them do not have the understanding of, of what we're talking about. You, you can run with gift. If you have a gift that is not solidly built, amen, on the revelation, on the values, amen, on the framework and the culture of the man, Jesus Christ. If that order that is called the man-child, amen, and the son of God, amen, has not been well built in us, there's every tendency that we can go into error. So to mitigate this error, that's why amen, I'm dealing with some of these things. I'm dealing with this thing because they are very important to us. Like I said, I'm not in a hurry to dive into, you know, the function of the prophetic. In fact, if, if, if anyone that is following what I'm talking about, if you're truly following what I'm talking about, you will notice that it's easy to function in the prophetic if you just follow the steps. Because you would discover that, one, the prophetic is, is, is a nature of those who have, been, you know, who have been born of God. And then you understand them that there's the other aspect that the prophetic is a calling. That calling demands that you have, amen, an office. But that's not what we're talking about. That the fact that if any man be in Christ, let's read the scripture quickly. I'm going to read one or two scriptures and then uh, yesterday, was it, was it yesterday or two days ago, we were looking at... Uh, um, I was trying to I was trying to bring a scripture across to us in Proverbs. And I I, I didn't get that scripture. It's in Proverbs 20, 24. It's in Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. I, I didn't get that scripture, you know, a few days or two days ago that I was trying to look at it, but I, I promised that I was gonna look for that scripture and, then, and I'm gonna show it to us because it's important. This is part of the foundation. All right. I like to lay foundation. I like I like to have solidity. All right. So that when we build, we can build accurately and we can build, you know, swiftly, quickly. All right. But if 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 you have not laid the right foundation and you're just in a hurry to build, only a matter of time before your house collapse. And the reason, the reason, the reason why many Christians today, all right, are falling by the wayside, are tired, all right, are giving up. I know a lot of Christians that are falling by the wayside. They, they can't continue again, all right? Because particularly those who are living, you know, the, the, the order of the house of Eli, the house of, you know, uh, Jezebel. They're living the house of, you know, uh, uh, Pharaoh. You know, you know, some of them, these are, these, are, these are titles of some ministry, all right? They've battered your life. They, they've done all kinds. Now you want to leave. You want to really move into the things of God, but you find yourself stuck amen, in the middle, in your transition. The reason for that is because, you know, when you were at many of this ministry, the right spiritual foundation was not laid. The right spiritual foundation was not laid. So it makes it difficult for people to actually journey. And these are things that we're trying to correct right now. So I tell you, my job is cut out for me because I'm trying to clean, you know, some mess that, are, that you know, that have been caused in the church by this charlatan called men of God. We're trying to clean that because, listen to these friends, we have to prepare for God a church. There has to be a church that is ready. There has to be a people, amen, that are willing and ready to meet their God. Just like, you know, the virgins. We have to be ready. 
We, we, cannot, we cannot presume and assume around these things. You, you cannot claim, well, I've got some revelation. Only for the delay of God, hallelujah, to quench you know, your fire. Only for the delay, only for the transition, amen, to bring you to a place where you find yourself sleeping. So there has to be, amen, an awakening and a preparation, amen, and going back, amen, to deal with those things that we have shunned, amen, to go back to those things that we have refused to talk about, amen. You, you, so, so that's why you discover that I'm talking about some of these things. Many of the things that I'm talking about right, right now are things that, I've, that I talked about that I dealt with in the 90s. In the 90s. And we're dealing, we have to deal with those things because discover that there were, you know, there, there's, a, there are, there's a group that was born, amen, on the journey. There's a group that is born, amen, in the transition. You know, the Bible talk about, you know, there was a particular, you know, generation of the children of Israel that were born in the wilderness, in the transition. They were not born in Egypt. This, this, these guys are, are born between, you know, leaving Egypt and entering the promised land. I tell you, that is the most dangerous place to be. Please give me a, a few minutes. I just need to put on my fan. It's, it's getting a bit hot here. Yep. Now, like I said, <laughs> there's a group of people, they were born. All right? On the journey. All right? They, they, they didn't experience Egypt. Neither have they experienced the reality of the promised land. So they're in between. They were born in between the journey. I mean, spiritually, these are the most dangerous people because... They did not experience the life and the power of God in, the, in, in, in Egypt. They did not experience the slavery. Amen. The pain of, you know, of, 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 of slavery. Amen. Of, of being oppressed in Egypt. So, so they really don't understand. When you, when you try to describe Pharaoh to them, they don't know who Pharaoh is. Hallelujah. They don't understand Pharaoh. You know, of course, their parents told them, give them history about, you know, how they suffered in Egypt and all of that. No matter how history is told you, listen to this. If you, have, if you did not experience it, you cannot feel the impact. So many of these people never really saw God move mightily. They never saw how God dealt with Pharaoh. How God dealt with, you know, you know uh, uh, the firstborn of Pharaoh. Because they were all born in you know, at the backside of the wilderness, in transition, they were born in transition. You know, this thing I'm sharing is something that has been a burden in my heart. Because when I listen to some, you know, some some guys, particularly some young guys, when you know, who who just jump into, you know, it's like they were born between the transition of the of the prophetic apostolic. Many of them right, were nowhere to be found in the 90s when God began to speak and steer the heart of certain, you know, some of us, all right, who, who were called to, to sandal this thing in, you know, in the early 90s, 91, 92, 93, when, you know, the, 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 the apostolic reformation, he hit, at least hit, you know, Africa, all right? Of course, that thing began in the, in the, early, in the mid 80s, yes, mid 80s, early, early 80s. But it was in the it was early you know nineties that that thing hit you know Africa. That was when things be, in fact 
that that thing hit Africa, but certain part of Africa. It was late, amen, late 90s that that thing began to spread ac across Africa because we were tracking these things. So, so a lot of these people, you know, many of many of them who never saw that, who never witnessed that, who just came into the things of the spirit, you know, you know, late two thousand, you understand, and and uh, they are the one that is they are making the the, the the biggest noise about the the prophetic and the apostolic, and they are saying things that you ask yourself, wait a minute, what you're saying, you know, you know, is like you try to build a castle in the in the air. It, it, it sounds, yes, big, but it has no base. It, it is shallow. That thing you're talking about is hollow. It has, no, it has no foundation. It has no experience. And this is what I'm seeing. Particularly many of the guys that I, you know, that I interact with on Facebook. You know, they, 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 they think the apostolic and the things of the spirit, amen, is just about semantics and the, in, and the expression of lingua. They have no experience because these guys were born, amen, in the transition. It's a dangerous place to be because you, you, you have all the language. You've, you've, you've mixed all of the voices that you're hearing. They're almost like an echo, almost like, you know, a parrot. Almost like, you know, a bird that just sings, you know, like a parrot that just, you know, repeat everything they hear. But they have no depth because the things that ought to... Have you noticed that... In the in the in the mid nineties, you know, late okay, well, yes, late mid nineties towards you know uh, uh, late two thousand, the idea of discipleship, amen, almost became like uh, uh, you know a forgoner in the body of Christ. People no longer want to talk about you know solid spiritual you know foundation that will help people grow. No, because at, at that time we have been hijacked, all right. Because when God began to move in the in the in the you know, in the early in the early nineties, regarding the apostolic, the prophetic, and all of that, I mean, we also had a concurrent move of God. Amen. Call amen, the, 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 the the word of faith, prosperity. Now, of course, the word of faith, prosperity, which came from Oklahoma, America, and the rest of them, all right, became something that you know we, we embraced in Africa because, right, of course, there's poverty, they, you know, there's need, there's lack in Africa. So instead of us to run with that, you know, you know, prophetic voice of God that was coming, in fact, what people did, amen, is that they turned the prophetic, which was dealing with certain things that ought to reform and rebuild our foundation. I mean, people just turned that, all right, and and. And, and 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 capture what God was doing with the prophetic and just mixed it with the you know with the faith move and and and, and of course that worked well because it's easy to give a prophetic word all right with God is gonna bless you and with the faith with the faith move to the point that 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 move that grace was abuse and people build a lot of powerful things I'm talking about things that I witnessed things that I saw people build powerful things on half-truth and therefore they raised children all right who had no spiritual stability who have no spiritual stamina who had no spiritual foundation amen children in the wilderness who did not understand amen the nature the culture the the, the ideology the principles amen the protocol amen of engaging spiritual things people who have no capacity to pray People have no capacity to fast. People have no capacity to, you know, I, some of these people, ask very few people, not very, ask many of the people today who are talking about, you know, the move of God, talking about, ask them, 
what do they know about you know meditation they'll be staring at you the least they will tell you well meditation is about yoga they don't even understand that there was a move amen that 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 pushed biblical meditation in the early 90s because it's from there that you're able to build spiritual discipline that you're able to build spiritual focus and all of that today when the body of christ when you talk about meditation they go into yoga Check this, check online, Go, Google meditation today. Hardly would you find a man, Christian, talking about meditation. Because it is too much a discipline for them. But we like to blow revelation. We like to talk about hallelujah, yeah. Big things that has no foundation. This is the problem that we're having today. And that's why we're raising a very weak, shallow, anemic church. This is the reason why the enemy today or has, has infiltrated amen, our domain. This is the reason why we have no answer. This is the reason why we have no you know, Christians who are in, in intellectually you know, developed. That they can, they, can, they, can, they can bring you, hallelujah, bear the spirit, amen, and, uh, and make you understand what God is doing, amen. Using their spiritual intellectual capacity. Listen to what I'm saying. Using their spiritual, inter I mean, you have Christians today that cannot think. They cannot reason. The concept of, of understanding the, you know, the things of God and interpreting the things of God, amen, to deal with issues of society. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's like when they claim to, to give their life to Jesus, their mind was shut down. That somebody can tell them to eat grass and they will eat it. That somebody can tell them to drink poison, they will drink it. They live on what is called blind faith. A faith that has no base. A faith that has no solidity. That has no root in the things of God. That has no root in the word of God. This is the challenge. That's why, you know, some of the big things, some of the so-called big things, you know, I would have loved to talk about some of the deep realities. And, you know, the Bible talk about the deep things of God. Yes, there are things called the deep things of God. And we know those things, but we can't even talk about them because people can't comprehend them. People get lost. Sometimes they will look at you like, what are you talking about? Yes, because the basic spiritual foundation that ought to carry these things are not there. I mean, it, it would be so crazy of any person to say, oh, I want this house to be finished quick, quick and fast. Just build it. And the farmer says, sorry, it doesn't work like that. We have to leave first a solid foundation. Or else, this house is going to collapse in the next six years, in the next ten years. Everything is, I mean, I know churches that, that literally collapse, shut down, collapse, everything came down. To your tents, oh, oh Israel, everybody went their own way. Because the right, you know, spiritual foundation, the right amen, capacity, the right value system were not there. And these are things I was talking about yesterday. I know there. Two, two days ago, I'm not there. So it it would be it would be it would be it would be disingenuous of me to begin to talk about the prophetic and just be talking about high things, high things that has no foundation, that has no solidity. What would I be gaining from there? It is my calling, amen, to resource the body, to resource the church, to help us to have solid foundation. Because foundation will then define how far we're going to go. How far the structure is going to go. Amen.
If you are too in a hurry to lay deep, solid foundation, then listen to this. You should not be, amen. You should not care, amen, when your house starts coming down. Because the Bible says the rain will come, amen. The flood will come. The wind will come and test what you have built. So if people don't see this, amen, as solid spiritual foundation, then they're making a mistake. They're making a mistake because this is, amen, what will allow us to step into, amen, the confluence of effective kingdom, governmental, amen, ministry expression. Either from the prophetic perspective or from the apostolic perspective. If you want to build solid, amen, kingdom life, then we have to go back, amen, to the right organogram. We have to look at the foundation. We have to make sure, amen, that everything. Have you noticed that the things of God cannot be done shabbily? The things of God cannot be done on assumption or presumption. Amen. Everything that God will have us do are always defined by measure. There's never a time that God wants us to do something for, for him. That God just say, well, uh, um, you see... Just, just do it the way you think. Do what do you think about this thing? Do you think it's gonna be okay that way? Yes, just, just do it, do it, do it the way you feel best. No, 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 no. God doesn't speak like that. He will give you the measure. He will give you the time. He will give you the location. He will give you the standard. Amen. He will give you the height. He will give you the width. Amen. He will give you. Amen. To the last letter. God is not in uh, the author of confusion. If he wants you to do something, it tells you how that thing must be. So that when he comes to expect it, he can tell you, well done. That faithful you know, servant, he will tell you, yes, this one I can inhabit it. Listen, whatever we build for God must be, must be habitable by him. If he cannot habit what we have built, listen, it is what? Rejected. It is disqualified. We've got to understand that, that at the end of the day, whatever we build, and when I talk about building, please, I hope you understand I'm not just talking about, you know, ministry. Ministry starts with you. You are the definition of ministry. If your life is not built, amen, in accordance to God's divine pattern, if your home, your marriage, your ministry, excuse me, your life, amen, your marriage, amen, your children, your household, amen, the things that deals with you are not aligned to God's divine pattern. God will never use you to build anything for him because that thing will be corrupt, amen. Your life, amen, is the expression, is the extension of your ministry. I used to remember back in those days, we were asking, how is ministry? Then I replied them, I'm doing fine. They said, no, 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 I'm asking, how is ministry? I said, I'm doing fine. They said, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ministry. I said, uh, excuse me, I am the ministry. Don't you understand that whatever you see me do or build, amen, is an extension of my life. You, you, you cannot separate your life from the ministry. Your ministry, amen, is the reflection of, of the values, amen, of the impartation of the grace of God upon your life. Ministry is a person. Ministry is not a thing. Thank you so much, Wale. It's nice to have you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting. Thank you, everyone, for connecting. Stadioni, brother, brother Derek, amen, and everyone that is connecting with us tonight. Thank you so much for, for connecting with us. We appreciate it. All right. So are, are you getting what I'm saying, friends? Ministry, it's not, it's not, it's not thin. 
It's not just putting things together. Ministry is not the formation of things. Ministry is the formation of Christ in us. Amen. To the degree we allow Christ, amen, to rest in us, to the degree we allow Christ to be formed in us, it is to the degree we'll be able to form Christ in others. It's to the degree we'll be able to extend, hallelujah, his glory. It's to the degree we allow Christ to sit in us. It's to the degree Christ will rule through us. So you can have a 30-fold dimension of expression of, of light. You can have a 60-fold, amen, and you can begin to move towards, amen, the the hundredfold that there are people living within, amen, the borderline of what is called the kingdom life. So I'm speaking on laying a solid foundation, amen, for prophetic expression. I'm talking about laying the right foundation for prophetic expression. Many other things people call prophetic out there today, amen, are totally strange to the divine pattern. You say, but, but can't you see what's going on there? The man is raising the dead, is healing. Is re <laughs> if, if, if the ministry gift, if the prophetic, amen, will be, will be defined and qualified, amen, or approved by what we do, then, 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 then somebody like John the Baptist, amen, will have been disqualified. Because he never performed no, no miracle. Yet the Bible says he was the way maker. Is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And that voice is still echoing today. That voice is still echoing, amen, through some, you know, through a person like me. That we're declaring that, amen, ministry, particularly the prophetic, amen, is preparing the way of the Lord. Christ must be able to have access, amen, into the realms of men, amen, into the lives of men, into homes, into marriages. Because that's ministry. Ministry is aligning people back to the divine order, back to the divine pattern, back to the divine standard, back to God's original purpose. What would be the what will be the, the, the function of the prophetic ministry if it cannot restore people back to their design ordained purpose of living? It's not to build something grand. It's not to build something wow. You know, we, we like to do something that will wow people. Wow. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not, I mean, even that concept of wow, you know what the Bible called that thing? It's seduction. It's seduction. It is seduction. We have to come into a place where we locate and relocate the heart of God. Amen. And begin to build in accordance to, amen, his eternal intent. That, now that's what I'm talking about. Now I've got a few things that I would like to share with us. Alright. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Wally, for that word. Yes. Amen. Now let's, 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 let's look at some things tonight. Alright. Because we're still talking about the formation, the, 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 the organogram, the right foundation, amen, that allow us to become instruments, to become vessels. We're still dealing with that foundation. Remember that foundation has to do with our, our orientation. All right? Our foundation has to do with our orientation, our worldview. Foundation has to do with, amen, our self-perception. All right? Foundation has to do with the way we, 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 we connect, the way we value, the way we, we look at things, the way we, we understand things. These are things that are seated within the structures, amen, of our, of our inner life. And that foundation, amen, takes the shape of how we build. Have you noticed that foundation, 
The house we built takes the shape of the foundation. <laughs> you cannot have, you know, a foundation that is that is square. And then you build something outside outside that order, outside that order. No, your foundation must, your house must take the shape and the and the and the diameter amen, of that foundation. <laughs> I mean, that's just simple. So, so if the wrong foundation is laid, everything you build will be will be tantamount to amen, error. So, foundation is not just about the beginning. I want please let's let's get this clear. Foundation is not just about the beginning, it's not just about the starting. No, foundation, amen, speaks about that which carries the structure of what we are going to build. It speaks of our ideology, it speaks of our concept, amen, of existence. It speaks of how far we are going to go, you know. Your, 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 the extension of your life, the extension of your, your journey in the things of the Spirit is captured, amen, in the value system of your foundation. The foundation, amen, is, is, is where your sight is formed. The foundation, amen, is where your character, your values, your, your belief system, your philosophy, your ideology, amen, are shaped. So if, if something is wrong with that foundation, nothing is going to work. So let's look at this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Very interesting scripture, very popular, yet very profound. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 16 and 17. It says, so from now on, from now on, it says, so from now on, from now on, this moment, now faith is. So from now on, are you getting this, friends? It says, so from now on, so from this moment on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. We regard no. Now, listen, I'm laying a foundation that defines, that formulates what we define, amen, to be ministry or, you know, the prophetic. We want to trace the foundation. We want to trace the location of where we begin from so that we, we don't run with the gift while we do not have a, a solid spiritual layout for that gift to operate. Because that's what we're seeing today in, 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 in the world. Thank you so much, woman of God. Amen. Pastor Stella, thank you so much for connecting. I appreciate it. It says, so from now on, we now, man, this is very this is very important. In fact, this is this is beyond just important. This is critical, amen, to laying a foundation that will help us to step into what is called amen, functional ministry gift, functional ministry life, particularly the prophetic. Alright, so to me, this is not just some theory. This is how God, amen, revealed this thing to me. And this is what I have seen, amen, uh, you know, that great men of God that have gone ahead of me, alright, I've also talked about. So, I can assure you that what I'm sharing with us, amen, is, is authentic, is real, is true, amen. And if we, if we take it, if we, if we imbibe, amen, these things in our heart, it will allow us to grow and, and to be shaped into that, you know, position of, of life that God will have us, amen, function and represent him. It says, so from now on, we regard, listen to this, no one, excluding nobody, excluding no one. He said, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Listen, friends, it means that we can look at life, but not just life, even the things of God and the things of the Spirit, if you will, amen, from a point called a worldly point of view. 
Now, what would be a worldly point of view? I think that's a good question. What is a worldly point of view? A worldly point of view, amen, is when we when we relate to life, we relate to people, amen, from a soulish, from a soulish, amen, position of, 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 of life. All right. We, we, when we look at things, when we define things from our own sensual amen, concept of life, I, I hope you understand that the, 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 the sensual position of, a, of human existence carries something that looks like spirituality. <laughs> There's a dimension of your soul, amen, that still reflects, amen, some, some level of power and knowledge that if you're not careful, in fact, you will assume that thing to be spiritual sensuality and spirituality almost look alike because there is there is a power there is a wisdom there is a knowledge amen there is there is a resource within the soul realm that if if you don't understand spiritual things ah you will embrace the soul function of life you will embrace soulish thing and in fact you will assume that it's spiritual and this is what i've seen many times great great so-called great men of god operating from the soul and people are like man of god <laughs> And I'm like, Lord Jesus, what's going on here? Yes, you know what? Because those people do not know the difference. And the truth is, the way God designed it, all right, the way God designed man, that if we ought to have function, if we function in, in the way God designed our life from that ascended redemptive life, amen, there should not be a difference between the soul and the spirit because they're, they're designed to be one. Alright? The soul ought to carry out. In fact, till today, that I mean, you can't say you're worshiping God and you're like this. So what are you doing? I'm worshiping God. Somebody will laugh. In fact, I will laugh. Because for you to worship God, your soul must be involved. The emotion must be involved. You cannot say you're... I mean, we worship God by spirit. The Bible says they that must worship God must worship Him in what? In spirit and in truth. For, for, for spiritual thing, amen, and truthful thing to become manifest, it has to come through the vehicle of the soul. Your soul earlier must express your, the, the essence or the, the sense of your spirituality because that is what the soul was defined for. So a soul that is falling, a soul that is, that is rebellious, all right, can still mimic a concept of, of obedience. You see, so the expression of lifting my hand, all right, that is basically an expression of, you know, my, 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 my volition, which, is, which, 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 which lies in my soul, all right? The faculty of how, how I sing, how I worship God, even tears, all of that, amen. You cry, you laugh, all of that that we, you know, sometimes we say, oh, the spirit, all of that is expressed through, amen, the soul. God gave us a soul. The soul was not designed, amen, to be rebellious. That's why we have to believe God for the salvation of our soul. But the soul, amen, that has not agreed, that has not aligned, amen, to the divine intention of God, in fact, may be mimicking what sounds to be true, but in fact is a lie. <laughs> so the soul is weeping. <laughs> oh God, you know, I love you. God, you know, you are the best in my life. And God says, look, 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 he's lying. He's not, he's lying. <laughs> so if you don't have a discernment, you are, you are easily carried away because like, you see this person showing a sense of sincerity. He said, these people draw near to me, amen, with, with their mouth, amen. He said, but their heart is far from me. Yeah, they, they confess all the right things. They say all the right things, all right. They do all the right things. So you're seeing activity going on. Everything is looking like, wow, God is here. God is moving. And you you, you, you hear this nice choir. They sing and you're like, wow, God is moving. No, all of that is sensuality. 
is sensuality. Until the soul surrenders and submit to the authority of the spirit. Alright? We cannot have a perfected worship. We cannot. We cannot have a perfected worship. Because there is still duality. There is still division in us. This is the reason why God says that they may be one. <laughs> you see, the oneness of the church, the oneness of the body of Christ, start from the oneness, amen, of our, of our own personal life. Yes, my spirit, soul, and body must be in agreement. Then from that position of agreement, it's easy for me, amen, to walk or to come into agreement with the body of Christ. We cannot, we cannot have, amen, one church, amen, with a divided lifestyle, with a divided life. He said, what are you talking about? I'm still talking about laying foundation, amen, for, for, for spiritual expression. I'm talking about laying foundation, amen, for us to come into what is called, amen, the prophetic life. The prophetic, amen, is, is a pattern of life, amen, is a dimension of existence that surrender, amen, to the, to the demand of God, to the ways of God, amen, that, that, that come in obedience to God's divine pattern. The prophetic is not just about the expression of a gift. The gift must surrender. The gift must submit, amen, to the protocols of the spirit. The gift, amen, must be hamstrung, hallelujah, by the values of a nature called Christ Jesus. One should prophesy, amen. Two should give an interpretation. So, as forty said, no, no man after the flesh to no man after the flesh, amen, is to lose discernment, it's not to see how, amen, our humanity has captured and, and limited our spirituality. No, no man after, amen, the worldly point of view, though, listen to this, though we once regret. Excuse me. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, which way? Knowing him by the flesh. How did we know Christ by the flesh? Well, you look at everything that Jesus did in his earthly ministry. He fed the 5,000. Come on. He walked on water. He raised the dead. Amen. He, he, he raised Lazarus. He did all of those things. If you limit your definition of Jesus, amen, to all of that, amen, you will be at default. You will never enter into the full reality of what Jesus Christ is or who Jesus Christ is. For you to know Jesus Christ, you must go beyond just, amen, the fact that he fed 5,000, the fact that he healed people, the fact that he ministered to people the fact that he went about doing good all of that is good but that is not what defined his ministry what defined his ministry amen is that he surrendered he submitted himself to the point that a day came the father said today you have become my son today you i have begotten you you have become my son all of the things that Jesus did, he did from the position of submitting first to his father. He didn't do because he had a gift. The gift came after, amen, the submission, amen, in obedience. The Bible says, even unto the obedience of the cross. Ah, la Baba Shayanda. This is why I said, there are so many things that we have left, we have neglected. Paul talked about amen that he wants to he wants to he wants to come into Christ he wants to know Christ in the fellowship of his suffering there is a there is a fellowship in suffering with Jesus who preaches that today <laughs> who suffers with Jesus no who preaches that gospel again but you see, you see, it's in the fellowship of his suffering that we are made to be what conformed into his image. 
And it's when we get conformed, amen, to his image that his power, his glory, his authority resides and work in us and work through us unsolicited. You see, our obedience can only be factored to, amen, our total trust and dependence on his voice. So don't, don't just stop praying, God, use me. God, I want to die, amen, to my own ways. Because dying to your own ways automatically, automatically is a trigger. Automatically presents you as a vessel to be used of God. For all I care, you can be praying, God, use me 20 times a day. Oh, God, I want to be used of you. And God said, okay, you want me to? Okay, why don't you just go and do X, Y, Z? He asks you to do something that looks like, it's, it, you know, God, no, you can't be asking me to go do this thing. No, that's not, that's not the kind of a job for me. I mean, I want to be used as a prophet. I want to be used as a prophet. Okay, do the dishes. All right, go clean the floor. <laughs> go help that woman. You know, they ask you to do something completely outside the jurisdiction of how you assume you know, the concept of ministry should be. God doesn't work that way. When God wants to use us, he breaks us. When God wants to use us, he breaks us first. He breaks our pride. Amen. When God wants to use us, amen, he removes the wrong notions of our life. It, it, it deals with the prejudice in our life. Oh, come on, Isaiah. When God wants to use us, hallelujah, he deals with the wrong, you know, dysfunctional belief system. Listen to this. God is not going to anoint our flesh. Heaven is not going to anoint our presumption. It's not going to anoint our religion. A lot of us are busy in religious things. We're busy 24 hours. We're in the church. But you are totally off God, offline the things of the Spirit. Escom has taken your light. You're, they're doing low shedding on your life. You don't even know it. You're praying, God, use me. Good, you, God. <laughs> they said, I've been, I've been trying to use you all this while, but you're not hearing, you're not listening. He said, use me how? Because our idea of God using us amen, is totally different from amen, the, 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 the philosophy, amen, the concept of how ministry has been defined. How Christianity and the, and the things of God have been defined to us. We don't understand amen, that, that ministry and the use of God amen, is, is a total conception of life. It's, 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 it's about our entire life. It's not one part of our life. Your spirituality deals with every aspect of your life, including how you relate with people, how you talk to people, amen? Including how you talk to that person that, you know, you, you works for you, how you deal with God, everything around you, your husband, your wife, amen, your workers, come on. That man on the street, that, that, that person that nobody cares about, how you relate and see people is part of ministry. There's no special concept, you know, to prepare you for ministry. You know, I, I was sharing about this a few days ago. We, ha we, have to, we have to broaden our our concept of what life and ministry is. If we don't broaden that, if we don't, if we don't develop that, we will have a wrong, we will continue to have a wrong, you know, you know, a, a ideology about what ministry is. 
And our, our expectation, amen, will be flawed. Because many of us, we have a wrong. You know, a lot of people think ministry is when, you know, I'm able to gather money together, you know, get a nice building somewhere, you know, gather people. And we do everything. Oh, every day we're praying, God, bring people to the church. Oh, God. No, no, no. Listen to, listen to this. It is the Lord that asks to the church. When you obey him, when you do what God will have you do, he will do what he needs to do. Stop doing what amen, God, God ought to do. A lot of us, have play, we're playing God. We're trying to do what God ought to do. There are things that we ought to do. And let him do what he needs to do. When you get the orientation of your spiritual life right, that's the beginning. And this is what I'm dealing with. So, he said, for now, excuse me, for, from now on, we, we regard no one after a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do not, we do not, we, we do no longer do that. Amen. We no longer do that. Therefore, therefore, remember this scripture. Everybody quotes it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. If anyone be in Christ, solid foundation in being introduced, amen, to prophetic concept of existence. We cannot be introduced, amen, to the prophetic when our orientation about life, about ministry, amen, is still being defined from a world point of view. All right? We still have, you know, uh, uh, segregations and, and, and divisions and hierarchies and all of these things. And, and you know, and you, we want God to use us. God said, but I cannot use you this way. Your values, your understanding of, of, of ministry, of life, it's, it's, it's out of order. And this is where the challenge is. Because when they begin to set your heart on a journey, what I call spiritual transition, when they begin to set your heart on spiritual transition, oh Lord, your world is like your world is coming to an end. <laughs> Because you're going to lose control. Oh, no, no, no. Isaiah, don't start. You're going to start losing control. The things that defines you, that defines your identity, the things that define all right, your, your so-called authority, that defines the things that defines, that, you know, that speaks of who you are, you know, the, 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 the values that you have built that reflects how people honor you. Great man of God, great woman of God. All of that, they start dealing with it. It starts coming down. It's like you don't even know who you are again. I was counseling some people on, on this line. It's like you just begin, oh God, but am I, am I losing my mind? Yes, you're losing your mind so that you can have the mind of Christ. Everything that you have held on to, that you're in charge of, suddenly it's like you don't know what to do again. Yes, yes, yes. It's part of the process of the making. That is the point when they plunge you into three days blindness. You know, when you're blind, you depend on others. When you're, when, you, when you're blind, you depend on others to lead you. You used to lead everybody. You used to give command. Hey, come here. You sit down there. No, no, no. You used to be the one declaring the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everybody used to say, yes, great, great man of God, great woman of God. Wow. What a brother. What a revelation. Now it's like you sit down. They say, what's your name? You start scratching your head. What's my name? <laughs> because heaven is deep.
dealing with you. They're dealing with you. You are losing grip. You are losing control. I mean, when we start losing control, after a while, we, we, no, 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 no. I don't, no, no, no. I don't want this kind of life. No, no. You, you quickly grab hold of, of the steering again and say, no, I'm going to have accident. They say, leave the steering. And they say, no, Lord. <laughs> no, this is where I'm going to die. They say, yes, that's what, that's where we're leading you to. We want you to die so you can, you can be resurrected. You can be resurrected into a new life. He said, no, I don't want that life. They say, sorry, this is where we end the concept of training you and preparing you for the prophetic got to die it's a dangerous thing to seek God to use you if you are not ready to lose your life it is a dangerous thing to seek for God to use you if you are not ready to lose your suke to lose your mind to lose your ideology. To lose your belief system. It's a dangerous thing. Because heaven will start exposing. And I'm not talking about exposing in terms of shaming you. No. That's not what I'm talking about. But heaven will start touching the things. Everything about your life. The things that you have kept, you know, hidden for years. Things you've never wanted to talk about. You never want to deal with. Things you thought you've dealt with. All right? You thought, ah, oh, I've dealt with this and I've moved on. <laughs> they will, God will bring somebody that will do something and wake that thing up again. Ah, oh, that, that demon of hatred and anger and, and bitterness. Ah, oh, that thing will come back to life and you start battling that. Ah, oh, you said you want to be used. <laughs> you want to be used. Amen. Because listen to this. God is not going to pour or awaken amen, that prophetic nature until they make sure Every idea, every concept of Ishmael in you, because Ishmael is what you bought by yourself, dies. You see why not too many people, amen, scale this, this point. You see why, why too many people, they bypass all of this thing that I'm talking about. And let's talk about the prophetic gift. It's easy for me to be, you know, to go into Corinthians. You know, we can deal with Corinthians chapter 12. We, talk, we deal with Corinthians, you know, 14. We, we can, we can, I mean, I, I can write, of course, I've written books on the prophetic. We, I can begin to talk about the prophetic. But if we don't deal with these foundational things, it will be God anointing your carnality. And when, when God anoints your carnality, listen to this, your, your gift becomes a weapon of destruction. Which is what that gift has become to a lot of people. Is it, can't you see? When you're on the TV, can't you see how people are using their prophetic gift to kill, to destroy innocent people? We will never allow that to happen again. That's why I'm believing the Lord that God will give us platforms. People like us, God will continue to give us platforms, even on TV. So we can go and let the people know that you've been listening to a lie. You've been, you've been buying a lie. You've been paying amen, a price for a lie. You've been captured, deceived, a whole nation. The Bible says the entire city of Samaria was locked down, was under the control and the influence, amen, of one, of one man, of one wizard. <laughs> Simeon the sorcerer. They said they thought he was the voice of a great one. The entire city of Samaria. What a power. What an influence. One man. We have a lot of Simeon the sorcerer in our day. Men 
men who have who, who have bought into sorcery claiming is the prophetic their life is a total to, total disappointment to god and to the things of god but who, who's talking about it no even government when they want to do something important government invites some of those people I could remember there was a prayer, prayer, something prayer. I don't know if it's a prayer. They, they had two years ago, three years ago. There in the front row, I'm seeing Bushiri there, Bushiri. This guy they call Prophet Bushiri. In the front row, I said, look at these blind people. Blind. Yes, that's what happens. When amen, in the day of destruction, those who have light, who have power, who have the voice cannot come out and speak and say, if this guy's here, I'm not going to be here. Everybody sat down. You know why? Because he's rich. Isn't that a standard? He said, he said but why would, you, why would you have to talk about that? Because those who see, who see what Bushiri is doing, and they see that guy invited in government, you know, official program, and see him sitting in the, what do you think they will say? So, okay, so it means that government approve what this guy is doing. It means this thing is right. I also, one day, amen, I'm going to go into ministry, I'm going to talk about money, I'm going to look for money, I'm going to do whatever I can do. You see, because ministry today, amen, is big business. I've said it before. It's, it's good business. It's big business. You want to go into business, go run a church. Go start a church. There's a lot of money because people are gullible. People are gullible. <laughs> people are gullible. You know, you know I, I, can, I can put urine, you know, put urine in a, you know, in, a, in a cup. And I say, you see this? God has anointed it. Heaven spoke to me. And I can give them all kinds of lies. So you see, if you drink it, if you drink it, all your coronavirus is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Jesus, help me! It's good. You be you see how gullible people are. They will come, and if you want to come, you must bring your five thousand and two two shillings. Five thousand and two shillings. Say, Where am I going to get two shillings? No, that's what the Lord said. You go look for two shillings. You see, crazy people they go look for two shillings. Where do you get shilling? You get shilling. I think it's in Kenya. This. <laughs> <laughs> you set things out of this world. This ah, this guy must he, he must be hearing from God. Why five thousand and two shillings? And don't just bring your five thousand. You must bring the five thousand and two shillings. Suddenly, two shillings become scarce in the land. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm enjoying myself here. You see, because there are two things you must study in life. You must study the nature of God and you must study the nature of man. If you want to succeed in life, you must study the nature of God and you must study. I've, to a certain degree, I've studied this. I'm still studying this through nature. I know people as I know the palm of my hand. People can be easily, you see, when you tell people truth and when, you, when you're open and plain to people, certain people don't like it. In fact, they think you're, you you make yourself too cheap. You know, certain people today they've dis, they, they've ref, they've distanced themselves from me because they think you you're you're too plain, you're too you're too simple, you're too down to earth. No, no, you must deceive the people. You see, if I claim to be the voice of you know the one special voice, of course I'm, I'm a special voice. I'm a I'm a I'm a servant of God. You see, but that's not what they're looking for. You know, 
must, I must wear a nice regalia, you know. I must have, you know, a, a, a nice chain on my neck. I must wear, you know. Do you think all those dressing, you, do you think it adds value to me? Do you think that defines who I am, what I carry on the inside? Go ask, you know, Adam. After he messed up, he thought he could dress himself. <laughs> he, he thought he could, he thought by dressing himself, amen, he, he could feel confidence and feel covered and, and the power will still flow. But by the night, the fig of, the fig dried up. All of those things that people are doing are fig leaves. It tells me how insecure they are. If I have to wear a collar to prove that I'm a servant of God, if I have to have wear some big chain to prove that I'm a servant of God, if I have to wear some big God knows what to prove that I'm, then I am nothing. Because when Jesus anointed me and called me, he didn't anoint me with those things. Neither did he say, well, I'm anointing you and I'm wanting All of that is traditions of men. And I'll repeat it again. They are the traditions of men. They lie to the people. They are called smoke screen. Smoke screen. They are false. If you want to do that to give yourself some kind of respect and dignity, all well and good. But don't tell the people that those things, amen, defines who you are as a servant of God because they don't. They don't. Let's stop kidding ourselves. And that doesn't bring, that doesn't make people respect you. Haven't you seen all of those men of God in America who wear those big regalia? Many of them today have been discovered to be gay. Many of them are sleeping with boys in the church. They distrain the life of young people. What are we talking about? Let's wake up. Listen to this. If you, if you press into the things of God and heaven touches you if heaven touches you with shatnika you will touch the world you will touch the world because listen to this it's to the degree we are able to touch God that we can touch men not all, all, not all those things that we we doing on the on the facial physical you know no 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 these are cosmeo it's called cosmetics it's like a woman who, who wants to make a face beautiful, you know, by wearing all those makeup. They deny nice if you want to do that. But listen, the Bible talks about the real beauty amen, is of the heart. It's the same principle. The real call, the real grace of a man of God, of, of anyone, man of God, man of is from the heart. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. The anointing is not in what you wear. It's not in the oil. It's not in the water. It's not in the cross. It's not in the color. Come on. It's not in the cap. It's not in all of this thing. It's not in the title. For all I care, I can claim amen, to be a prophet, to be God knows what. Listen to this. If I cannot function in the life of that prophetic, then I'm not one. I can say I'm an apostle. If I cannot function in the office, in the grace of an apostle, then I'm not one. For all, I can, I can claim whatever. Tomorrow I can decide to call myself a bishop. Tomorrow I can decide to call myself a canon. <laughs> I've, I've had people bear mm, Reverend Dr. Canon Bishop. You know, they, they just mix all together. I, I said, you must be insecure. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to be real. Because listen, Jesus is coming for a real people. Have you noticed that when we call Jesus Christ, we don't put Reverend Dr. Canon, you know, Jesus Christ. 
He's our Lord. He's our Savior. Yet, there's nothing in this world that can be compared to him. We know no man after the flesh. We know no one after the worldly view. That's what we're talking about. We're laying a foundation that will give us solidity into the thing. When, when you have a plain, open heart, when your heart, amen, is pure. Listen to what the Bible says. The pure in heart. That scripture changed my life. When I, when I came in contact with that scripture, Matthew 5, the pure in heart will see God. I say, Lord, strip me, strip me, strip me, strip me, strip me, strip me. Lord, strip me. The pure in heart will see God. I want to see you. I'm tired of seeing men. You want to see God? All you need is the pureness of your heart. There's nothing else, nothing more. That's where we begin to touch the things of God. It's from there, heaven flows into our heart. See, this is a life beyond just the prophetic. When, when the life of God flows into you, they will call out whatever gifts at whatever time. If they need the prophetic, it will flow. If they need the apostolic, it will flow. You see, that's why people like, like us, we're living just a position of a title. We're coming to the day of an elder at the gate. Oh, I love this. I love this, friends. What more can we say to these things? I'm challenging us. If, the, if a prophet cannot challenge you and shake you, then that then there's not a prophet. Then I'm not doing my job. That's why people sometimes they don't they don't want to no no you don't have to listen. Because the truth will challenge you. The truth will make demand on you. It's a two-edged sword. It cut it cuts you that is preaching it and it cuts the person. It cuts asunder, it divides, it separates the soul and the spirit. Jesus said, I've not come to bring peace, I've come to bring division. Yes. That's his word. Division begins when or, uh, there is you know, mixture and canality and compromise. No, he said, I have come to bring, I'm going to separate, amen, that which is carnal from that which is spiritual. And most time we find that in our home. I've, I've come to bring division in homes. That's why he said, I'm quoting him. So what do we want? We want to stay on the side of compromise. Or we want to go on with the Lord. If we want to go on with the Lord, then we've got to leave these elementary things. The Hebrews 6 talks about. We've got to leave these elementary things and go on with the Lord. We want to go on. I want to go on with the Lord. I want to come to the place where my life is totally consumed. That's what I'm searching for, friends. I want to be consumed totally by him. I want to step into the same shoe of my great-great-grandfather called Enoch. He walked with God. I want to find the path that Enoch walked. No man on this earth defines my measure and standard of spirituality. No, I've not seen that man. My model is Christ. Not a man, not a church, not a denomination. I respect great men of God. I honor them. But they don't define who I am. Man will not benchmark my pursuance of the things of the Spirit. And they should not, amen, to you. I should not be your benchmark in the things of the Spirit. My call is to motivate you. That's why I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. 
Jesus wants to access your, your life, your city. But someone must open the door. He said, behold, we stand at the door and knock. Are you willing to let him in? We've been talking about laying a foundation amen, to engage a solid spiritual prophetic life. Because it's from this, then we can begin to understand the capacity and the grace to function in a prophetic gift. When the life of God resides, amen, and function in you, and you, you, you become one with that life. Isn't it easy for God to be speaking to you about somebody? And you just walk up to the person and say, well, this is what... Like today, I mean, the Lord was speaking to me. I was finished doing some write-up and, you know, material that I wanted to give to somebody. While I was doing that, the Lord was speaking to me about somebody else. The Lord said, okay, when you're done giving this person this material, I want you to send the material to this person. I sent the person this material. And then the person replied and said, you know what? This is what I was praying about this morning. I said, well... That's how it is. That's how it is with God. It's that simple. But that simplicity comes from a well, amen, of obedience. Obedience is not something that happens to you. You have to learn it. You have to submit to it. You know, sometimes God wakes you up and speaks to you. I want you to do this. I want you to do, oh, no, 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 God. Okay, I'll do it. Then you forget. And then you say you want God to use it. God said, but I committed something simple into your hand yesterday. You never listen. You never obey me. He who is not faithful in little, much will not be given. If you're not faithful in another man's thing, how can you come into your own? Come on. We're, we're talking about basic spiritual development here. You see, when we are selfish and self-centered, we will never step into our own. Because all we'll be seeing is, what can I benefit? What can I, what can I get from it? Uh, no, no, it doesn't work like that. If you want to walk in the things of God, you must become selfless. You must become selfless. You must become selfless. Your prayer must be more for people. You see, my, my orientation, I've shared on this, my orientation about, about the prophetic began from me praying for people, praying for people, people that I don't even know about. I'm praying for them. And as the more I pray for them, the more the Spirit of God steers my heart. The more the Lord steers my heart. The more the Lord begins to share and speak to me about nations, about people, you know. And, and the more I obey, the, the more you see the reality, the more you're like, wow, this thing works. This thing is real. Yes, it works. And when God sees that you're obedient, guess what? The Lord begins to, you know, commit other things. Other things into your hand. The Lord begins to commit other things into your hand. The Lord begins to commit other things because the Lord can see that you're faithful. He was faithful in little. You're faithful in little. They say, wake up six o'clock and pray. All right. I need you to pray for the nation of America. I need you to pray for the nation of Ghana. I need you to pray for the nation of Cote d'Ivoire. I need you to pray for China. I need you to pray for India. I need you to pray for. Oh, you say, oh God, I'm still sleeping. God say, okay, <laughs> sorry. You failed the first test. You want to walk in the prophetic, but you don't want to intercede. How, how, how am I going to commit such a great gift, such a powerful gift in your head if you cannot be responsible? see this is what i'm talking about it starts from this little point the lord said pray for your neighbor he said i don't like that person that person is just crazy that person does crazy god said the reason why i want you to be praying for him for him or her because you see when you begin to pray something begin to happen in your spirit oh lord help me many of us do not understand that spiritual gifts are birthed in the place of prayer 
How do you find the gift of God? You know, somebody comes and lay hands on you and say, receive the gift. You say, amen, I receive. Receive the gift, amen, I receive. Listen to this. That gift will remain there. The hand is gone. But God says, now I want that gift. I want to put it into action. Get up and pray. Pray. Okay, I'll pray. But God begin to say, no, 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 don't pray about the gift. I need you to pray for something else. I need you to pray about what is going to happen here. I need you to pray. Something is about to happen there. I want you to start praying about it. He said, but how does this relate to, I mean, I want you to use me, Lord. God, use me. God said, I'm using you. Don't you understand? He said, I don't understand. I said, sorry. You see, the orientation, our expectation about how God uses us is to totally, totally out of order. Because, all right, we do not have teaching priests. We do not have people that can help us. We don't have beautiful, you know, well-informed foreman on the, you know, on the, on, on the site of spiritual structure. Many people that ought to build us today, the teachers that we ought to have in the house of God, many of them have been, have been turned to pastor because nobody wants to resource the, past, the teacher again. The teacher has no time to, you know, to look into scripture, to find revelation, to find principle that should build the body because, listen, they must survive. They need food. They must eat. So every teacher has gone to study church. Every apostle has gone to study church. Every prophet has gone to study church. Everybody is starting the church because that's where money is. That's where they they find wealth. That's where they find prosperity. That's the problem. Teachers that we should have in the house. That ought to resource us. That we should be able to minister to them. You see, if, if, if I had to succumb to the pressure of need, I won't be doing what I'm doing today. Because who, who, I mean, how do I survive? Who blesses me? Who, where, where, do, where, where do I give, where do I get money? All right, to, you know, to meet needs in my home, in my family. You understand? To run many of the things, all of these things that we're doing. How, how, how do I survive? People want to survive. <laughs> yes, the priest have left, you know, the position of the priesthood has gone to farm. That's the problem today we've got in the church. This is the reason why we have charlatans all, all over the place. People are deceived. People are searching. The people, everybody's running through and through, looking for the word of God. The word of God has become scarce. There are many messages. There are many motivations. But sound biblical word mm -mm, is scarce. Hardly. Hardly. That's why people are going into all kinds of extra biblical you know, teachings today. They, they, and they call it revelation. People are going into yoga. They are going into new age. They are bringing everything, just mixing it, mix everything, all this mixture. Then they bring it to the church and package it in the book. Then they sell the book, 300, 400, everybody buys it. Come on, who is lying to who? My people love it so. The people want to be lied to. And that's why amen, they are being lied to. You see, this is the reason why I'm bringing this truth across. Because listen, a generation must awake from this slumber. We've slept too long. A generation must be awakened. God is sounding the trumpet. Wake up the people. Sound the trumpet on my holy mountain. There has to be an awakening, friends. We have to listen to the voice of the Lord. A generation must bring this thing to conclusion. We cannot continue like this another 40 years, roaming the same mountain, uh, doing the same old thing. 
clapping hands and just singing for joy and jumping for joy yet we are not advancing to the place amen called the promised land there is a land waiting there is a place there is there is a reality there's a realm god wants us to possess there's an inheritance waiting for us we get satisfied all right with material things you just want to grab this grab that grab this how many can we grab there is a kingdom hallelujah that, that we are being called amen to possess there is a there is there is a harvest hallelujah that is awaiting us throw in the sickle we don't even know what is sickle today <laughs> because everybody has a stomp there you know you know they're sickle into sword we're fighting each other <laughs> we're fighting each other we're killing each other come on i know i'm speaking well i know i'm speaking well It's time to turn our spare into sickle. It's time, hallelujah, to engage the harvest. And Jesus said, the, the concept of procrastination should be over. He said, don't you say it's still four months before harvest. He said, come on, come, let me, let me recalibrate your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Behold the field. It's already white. That's why I keep saying, all of this issue of corona, corona this, no, no. It's, it's listen to this. It's an opportunity to throw in the sickle, to throw in the net. It's harvest time, church. It is harvest time. Let the Lord begin to minister to you. Let the spirit of the prophet of prophecy begin to fall on you. Let, let divine guidance, hallelujah, begin to take place in your life. Heaven wants to lead you into certain place, certain, you know, certain arena. God wants to show himself, amen, strong. I always tell you, friends, whenever God wants to move, he needs an occasion to move. God doesn't move just like that. Oh, God wants to, no, no. God always lose, use an occasion. Most of them, the occasion is ordinary, natural things. Things that you don't, nobody cares. But you just obey the Lord. You know, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 David, come, go get, go get the food, get the, get the bread, get the cheese, get the milk, take it to your brother. I mean, this guy was not prepared for war. Go, go gift your brother at the backside of the wilderness for all of Israel are with, are with Saul. Go give your brother some cheese and bread. He got there. He saw this guy just making noise. He said, and none of you can do anything about this guy. They are, you're all looking well dressed, looking well, you know, you know, kitted, looking well, you know, uh, with the right gear. You're ready to fight, but no, nobody could challenge this giant of a thing. You know why? Because they are always soul. It's called soul. When you are, when you, when you are with a leadership that is soulish, you you become soulish yourself. <laughs> That's what is called soul. Soul is soul. He said, when I see the people scattering. I decide to bypass the whole order of, <laughs> so I call for this sacrifice. I did the thing because he thought just, is it not sacrifice? Just do the sacrifice. <laughs> he, he has lost the sense of divine protocol. You say you've done a foolish thing. A lot of us today, we are doing foolish thing. We're doing foolish thing because we cannot wait. Because we, we, we are afraid because we feel uh, the people are going. The people are going to leave because the people don't define, hallelujah, the movement of God. God defines his move and then his people follow. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I need to round up, friends. I need to round up. I just feel a stirring in my spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can we buy into this, friends? Can, can, we, can we just for once and say, God... I'm yielding everything to you. I'm surrendering everything to you. I thought I thought I, I have it. I thought I knew it. But I'm hearing something else. There is yet a journey to take. There is a yet a journey to take. A journey 
a place you've never been before. There's a reality that I'm bringing you into that you have not seen, that you have not yet understand. In fact, your understanding has not been mature enough to comprehend this new day. But if you would trust me and believe in that which I've said and lay it all down at the feet and go yonder with the sun to the place called the mountain of worship and sacrifice and lay it all at my feet, I will begin to show you a new path, a new direction. In the place where you think you have lost it all and you have sacrificed it all, I will awaken a new reality of life. I will bring you into a new scope of existence. A life that awaits those who have sacrificed all to embrace me. It is from this that I will begin to show you that which I have done and that which I have prepared. Behold, a table is prepared before you. Come, I'm inviting you to come and eat. But for you to eat, you have to wash. You have to be cleansed. Because for those who eat of this will partake of my life. But my life would not rest on the flesh that has not been hung on the cross. It is when you are hung on the cross and you've been laid, yes, to die for three days. That the new life that will manifest the fruit of this seed of my life will begin to showcase. I want to reveal my glory through you. But you've got to embrace the way of death. Because it is death that creates the passage to life. I want to bring you into life. Life is what I give to you. But you have to see that which I have called you into. And you have to embrace it. Embrace my ways and my will. And my intention will become a fruitful reality in your life. Take it. Partake of this fruit. It's called the fruit of the tree of life. As you eat of it, you will begin to feel, yes, the impressions and the directions. Yes, the inspiration and the guidance and the leadings of my spirit. Have I not said if you will listen to the voice of my spirit, I will guide you into all truth. I will lead you into the path that you do not know. Behold, in darkness comfort my light. I'm ready to shine my light through you. But are you willing to accept the unknown? Come. Rest at my feet. Oh, thank you, Father. Father, we honor you, we glorify you, we bless you. Thank you for your counsel, your word. Thank you. There's so much that we are gleaning, we are beginning to discover in this brand new day. This is the twilight of the third day. We're coming into a new order of priesthood. A priesthood, oh God, that is not shaped and formed by human hand. He said this altar must not be shaped by human hand. Today we accept it, oh God. We receive, oh God, from you. A new concept of life, a new concept of existence. We embrace, oh God, that which your spirit is declaring and doing in this brand new day. We thank you. That as you invite us, oh God, once again to the place of your good pleasure. That we will showcase, we will showcase, we will showcase your glory. It's your glory, oh God, that will cover the earth. This is the day of your glory. Like we said this morning, it's not the day of destruction. It's a day of glory. It's a day of light. It's a day of the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you, O God. We embrace, O God, the visibility of your comings, the comings of your kingdom. You say, repent for the kingdom of God is near you. you the nearness of your kingdom is forcing us, demanding us to change our wineskin. And so we thank you. We honor you, O God, for what your spirit is doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I want to thank God for this beautiful 
time again to share this word of life with you. Everyone that has um, made it uh, a duty to join us this evening, I really say a big thank you. Thank you for connecting. Well, I, I'm sure some of us <laughs> will be wondering, what a word, what, 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 a, what a sharp edged sword. Well, that's what the prophetic is all about. We have to embrace it. It's a ministry that is almost being rejected in the body amen, and being replaced with the charlatans. But we thank God for his voice and his desire amen, to continue to speak on his behalf. So please, as you embrace this prophetic voice, it's going to change you. Of course, it will kill the things that needs to die in you, but it will awaken you into a new life. So thank you everyone tonight for connecting with me. I pray and I hope that you'll be able to join us again, hopefully tomorrow, if, I, if, if, if I'm led by the, by the Spirit, all right, we'll, we'll be here again tomorrow. We, we're dealing with amen, what the prophetic ministry is all about. And for a while now, I've been dealing with foundation into amen, understanding the prophetic. And we're dealing with some very basic concepts amen, to how to live our life within the ambience of this prophetic ministry. So we'll continue to do that. All right. Hopefully by you know next week we'll step into other aspects of the teaching, which are very, very interesting. You won't believe it. They are very, very interesting. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Derek. Thank you, uh, Brother Afolabi. Amen. Thank you for connecting. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yep, uh, Sister Diony, thank you. Uh, who else? Sister Narina, thank you, Abrams. Thank you so much. Nice to have you. It's been a while. Nice to have you connect. My dear brother, amen. Giwa, thank you, sir, for connecting. Amen. Reverend Stella, thank you once again. Appreciate it. Uh, Walia Shiru, thank you so very much. Appreciate it. Amen. And everyone, and of course, my dear brother, Bokiso, thank you so much for connecting. Really appreciate it. My brother from uh, uh, Botswana, thank you. Amen. We pray for uh, the Botswana community there. God bless you. Really appreciate everyone that has joined us uh, uh, this evening. May the Lord continue to bless us. May continue to cause us, amen, to rise up in the power of his spirit. May continue to shine, amen, his, his face upon us. May we see his light in this day where darkness is covering the earth. May his glory continue to radiate around us. May we, amen, be an instrument of, of, of his use. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Enjoy the evening. Good night. Bye-bye.